بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمدللہ رب العالمین والصلاة والسلام علی رسوله الكریم وعلى آلہ وصحابہ اجمعین اما بعد This is part 3 slash 2 of familial disputes and their resolution a talk by حضرت مولانا مفتی محمد عقیس مانی دامار پکاتا ہوں However, it's important to understand one thing, which is that the teaching by Allah Ta'ala and the Holy Prophet is duty-based. They teach every Muslim how they should behave and what their attitude should be like in any given situation. Therefore, to the person who has been hurt, the Holy Prophet is teaching they should forgive the person who hurt him. They should not hold a grudge against him. They should not take revenge and should not let that hurt become a source of conflict and discord. On the other hand, the Holy Prophet has addressed the person who has hurt someone in a different manner so that they should not start taking it for granted that if the Holy Prophet is teaching the person who has been hurt to observe sabr, that is patience and not take revenge, then it's okay to keep hurting them. In those people who hurt others, Allah Ta'ala has said that if you have caused hurt or distress to any human being, I will not forgive you until that person has forgiven you or you have made reparations for his right that you have violated. Therefore, do not hurt other people and make every effort that you do not cause hurt or distress to another person. Hazrat Imam, Imam Abu Yusuf was a pupil of Imam Abu Hanifa and holds an exalted status among Fuqaha, that is, scholars of Islamic jurisprudence. It has been narrated that even after becoming the Chief Justice, he used to pray 200 nafil rikat every day. Near the time of his death, someone noticed that he seemed perturbed. When that person asked him why he was what he was worried about, he replied, I'm nearing the time of being presented before Allah Ta'ala. What will I say when asked to account for the deeds that I've committed in this life? About all other incidents, I do remember that I have done istighfar and tawbah. I hope that Allah Ta'ala will forgive me. But I remember one incident because of which I am very worried. When I worked as a Qazi and used to decide on cases, once a case between a Muslim and a non-Muslim came to my court, I made the Muslim sit in a good place and made the non-Muslim sit in a place inferior to him. However, the ruling of Sharia is that when two parties to a court case come to you, you must make them sit at equal places. Otherwise, it would be an injustice to the party who, has, who was made to sit at an inferior place. Even though I decided between them justly, I did not fulfill Sharia's rulings of making them sit at equal places. Now I am worried what would I say if Allah Ta'ala asked me, why didn't you do justice between the two parties? As Allah Ta'ala will not forgive rights of people unless they forgive it themselves. Sharia has specified rights not just for Muslims but also for non-Muslims. In fact, Sharia has specified rights of animals as well. It has been narrated in many ahadiths about how a number of people faced Allah Ta'ala's wrath and displeasure as a result of cruelty to animals. However, on the one hand, it has been said that uh, be mindful in your every action and every word that you do not cause any distress and any harm to anyone. The Holy Prophet has said, 
a true muslim is one whose hands and tongue other muslims are safe from violating another human being's rights is such a grave sin that even if the aggressor regrets afterwards and performs tauba his tauba will not be accepted until the person he had had harmed gives forgives him that is why the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam advised us never to cause harm or hurt to another human being on the other hand the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam advised the person who has been harmed to forgive the person who has harmed him not to keep carrying grudges and resentment and not to turn it into a source of conflict and discord between families and in society it has been narrated in a hadith that when the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam conquered makkah mukarramah he was accompanied by both muhajirin the migrants and ansar the locals of madina sahaba after the inquest of makkah mukarramah there was the battle of hunain in this battle too allah taala blessed the muslims with success in this whole journey muslims came into possession of a large amount of spoils or booty of war in those days wealth was in the form of cows oxen goats and different animals the more animals the person owned the wealthier he was considered so muslims came into possession of a large number of animals during this voyage when the time of distribution of winnings of war came <clears throat> the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam felt that the people who lived around mecca and had beca- had become muslims only very recently islam had not penetrated into the depths of their hearts and some of them had not converted to islam they had just felt a bit inclined towards islam the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam felt that if he treated them well the new muslims would become more firm in their deen and the people who had become inclined towards islam may become muslims and then they would not engage in conspiracies against muslims therefore the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam divided divided all the spoils of war between the local people one of the hypocrites the munafiqeen went to the ansari sahaba and said to them look how you are being treated you came here to fight traveling all the way from madina you supported muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you gave your lives doing jihad by his side and yet all the spoils of war have been distributed among the people who have just become muslims who you were just fighting and whose blood your swords swords are still stained with and you didn't get anything the hypocrites always used to be in search of an opportunity to sow discord among the sahaba so one of them said it to create conflict between them the senior sahaba did not pay any heed to such comments because they knew the worthlessness of worldly wealth but younger ansari sahaba started thinking that this was strange that all the spoils of war were dist- were being distributed among the very people they had originally come to fight and they had not received anything when the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was informed that some of the ansari sahaba were thinking like this he gathered gathered all the ansari sahaba in one place he then said address, he then said addressing the ansari sahaba o group of ansar allah taala blessed you with the wealth of iman he blessed you with the privilege of hosting his prophet i distributed this spoils of war among the people who live here so that they become firmer in faith how many time it happens that the one i do not give the spoils of war to is more exalted and loved than the one i give it to 
However, I have come to know that some people are thinking like that. He then further said, O group of Ansar, are you not happy with it? Then when these people go home, they have cows, oxen and goats with them. And when you go home, you are accompanied by Muhammad. Tell me who amongst them is more exalted in status. As soon as the Holy Prophet said this, it brought peace to it brought peace to everyone's heart. Tansari Sahaba said, O Prophet of Allah, there'll be no greater honor for us than the Holy Prophet accompanying us. It was only a few young people who had said these things. Otherwise, among our elders, no one had any thoughts like that. Whatever decision you make, your decision will be just.